Hi, and welcome to EST. If you love the established church, this is the place to have conversations about why the established church matters, how to better serve her, and to hear stories every week about how God is using the church for his glory and our good. The show is hosted each week by Sam Rayner, the pastor of West Bradenton Baptist Church in Bradenton, Florida, Josh King, the pastor of Saxe's Church in Saxe, Texas, and me, Micah Fries, the pastor of Brainerd Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We're glad you're here. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Josh King, and welcome to another episode of EST, the podcast for and uh, by the Established Church. We're so glad that you're making this a part of your week, and uh, we're just glad to be a part of, you know, helping you pastor and helping you do what you do. You're our heroes. We're we're uh, thankful for you. I'm joined today, of course, by Sam. How's it going, Mr. Sam Rayner? It is going great. It's been a very good week. It has been. The a good offering week. was big, so that just helps with yeah. the rest of the week, right? Yeah, so the rest of us hate you. And we are also joined... Well, talk to me next week. Talk to me next week. It may be a lot worse. Well, yeah, that usually happens after... There's like this great week, and then there's like a normal week, you know, and, and that's horrible. Um... I'm very excited. We have a guest on the show today. His name is Andrew Abair or Herbert, if you're just reading it online. And uh, no, he says no. Don't call him that. So it's Andrew Abair, and uh, he's a friend of mine. Andrew, how are you doing today? Doing great, Josh. It's good to be here. Tell us uh, the name of your church. Where is it? I'm the pastor of Paramount Baptist Church in Amarillo, Texas. We were talking just before we got on about how to pronounce that. It looks like Amarillo, but it's, it's Amarillo, Texas. We're up in the Panhandle. Amarillo, Texas. Great church, great guy, great pastor. And so Micah could not be on the show today. And so uh, Andrew graciously cut out a little bit of his time to join us. And I'm really glad about that. You know, uh, Sam and I were talking earlier, Andrew, about the show. We were talking about some of the more popular episodes. And would you believe the episode that got the most Twitter traction, as Sam says, was one on the public invitation. Would that surprise you? I would, and it wouldn't surprise me, no. Yeah. Why do you think that is? <clears throat> well, I think there's there there's such a theological um, debate, I think, regarding the public invitation, especially with millennial pastors mm-hmm. uh, and whether you should do it or not, and their, their trends away from it. Uh, and then you've got, I think, definitely an older generation in the SBC who, who very strongly believe in it. So you, there are a lot of people who are in our... Uh, age demographic who just really are wondering should we do it or not so mm. I, it wouldn't surprise me at all that that would be a, a hot topic yeah. so do you, do you do you offer the altar call we do yeah it's it's you not hesitated it must not it must not be yeah a I, well, I don't call, call. it I, I don't call it an altar call okay. um, a that, time of why, response that's why it's a time of response that's what i yeah. call it yeah i'm hesitant about the word altar and sanctuary um mm. and some of those terms because we're not worshiping in the temple um so uh, that's the only reason for the hesitation but we do that every week i always give people an opportunity to respond and and most of the time 99 percent of the time that that includes an opportunity to come out of their seats forward to pray with a pastor Mm -hmm. but it doesn't always include that but i want Mm -hmm. them to respond in some way so i think anytime you preach the word you're asking for a response Um, you're wanting them to do something with it well, and uh, sometimes, that, sometimes it involves physical movement, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, so if you haven't yet heard that episode, that was the March 1st episode. Go back to iTunes or EST.Church. You can find that. We always want you to um, kind of rate, review, and follow us on iTunes. So make sure that you do that, and maybe start with the March 1st episode. Another episode that gained a lot of traction was the February 14th episode on hospital visits. Both of those are great. Hope you'll go back and listen to those. 
Before I introduce our topic to um, my two lovely guests today, I want to encourage you to follow us on Twitter at... Did you just call me lovely? Always. But you need embrace a haircut. It, just embrace it. <laughs> but you need a haircut. I do need a haircut. I'm, yeah. after, we re- after we're recording, I'm going to get one. But Josh, you don't need a haircut. <laughs> my, I'm getting shaggy, dude. I'm getting shaggy. <laughs> so we want you to follow us on Twitter. Twitter at EST Church. Make sure that you're following us. You know, Jacob Jones, who is a pastor at Southside Baptist in Tahlequah. Tahlequah. I have no idea where Tahlequah is, but I'm going to claim Texas. Because a name like Tahlequah needs to Sounds be Sounds like Texas. Oklahoma to me. You know, you're Sounds like an Oklahoma town. You're probably right. And if you're even pronouncing it right, so all of the people from Taliqua or whatever it is should correct Josh on his pronunciation. Oh man, I just clicked on his profile. Guess where Taliqua is? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. You're uh, so right. You're so right. So my apologies to all of you in Oklahoma that really that I just took your town and put it in the great state, but um, you'll get over it. All right. So um, follow us on Twitter. Here's our topic today. Today we're going to talk about the babies we're going to talk about baby dedication um so before we break apart the topic let's just kind of who does that do you do one of those uh sam do y'all do that yeah man yeah we 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 do lots of baby dedications do y'all because y'all are just retired people right in florida no no i see that's one of the things about florida that people yeah people i mean yeah we do have our fair share of older folks but and they're great (laughs) but Particularly this time of year, man. We got all the Canadians are here, um, and the people from New England. Mm. Oh, we got lots of we got lots of young families down here. Um, cool. We 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 do we do the we do the child dedication. Child, so you don't call it baby dedication. Child dedication. Well, sometimes they're babies. Sometimes they're children. Well, I mean, that's, that's a thing. I mean, we're kind of calling these things. I think the name, like public invitation, and the response time. I think it implies something. What about you, Andrew, yeah. over in uh, West Texas? Y'all do this. Well, I'm fairly new to Paramount, so I haven't had the opportunity to do one here yet, but I've always done them. We call them family dedication because we're not just dedicating the baby. We're actually dedicating the parents. We use it as an opportunity uh, to say something about family discipleship, and we also use it as an equipping time for them as well. So, yes, we do it every year. Very cool. And um, We did a – in my previous church, I I preached through the Song of Solomon – and uh, during that series, we had 10 or 12 Did it pregnancies. produce a lot of babies? It did. We grew our nursery by like 10 or 12 babies. So the following year after Song of Solomon series, we had a great family dedication service. Huge family dedication. It's like when it snows in Texas. We believe in church growth. Yeah. When it snows in Texas nine months later, there's just nothing to do. I've, so, I have never thought about that. Preach on Song of Songs or Song of Solomon, whatever you call it. Right. And uh, and then nine months later, yeah, your children's ministry is growing. That yep. that. Now, why is that? That is a good church growth tactic. There we go. Talking. What are y'all talking? <laughs> it's a lot so, easier than the typical, you know, strategies for church growth. I'm just saying. It is easier. You don't have to really convince people to do this. They, they, <laughs> um, your ties and offerings. You you'll actually have better ties and offerings as well. As a matter of fact, and men will attend your church in greater numbers. We we saw all of those things we happen. We have fixed every problem with the modern <clears throat> evangelical church. Song of Solomon series. Uh, we do a family dedication as well. We don't call it family. We call it parent dedication so it's actually the parents in our framework it's actually the parents who are being dedicated to raise their children in the godly way and then the church is coming alongside of them and we, we do this with baptisms as well we say when you watch this as you're watching this you are making the agreement that you will come around these people and encourage them to raise their children in a godly way and the parents are making the agreement to raise their children in a godly way and submit to the church so yeah, we do all of that, and I think we've already hit on some of the theological ramifications of it. 
Now, granted, we are an established church podcast. We don't only talk to Baptist. Uh, we talk to a number of different denominations, but predominantly Baptist. Um, I guess teetering out on a limb. What could what could be some of the problems with baby dedications? Who wants to go? Well, first? sometimes the children cry. Well, yeah. When I, I hold them. cry. Oh, when you hold them. Well, that's different. That's not really their fault. What about theologically, <laughs> Andrew? I, I, theologically, I think what's one wrong of, with? Yeah, one of the theological concerns is just to clarify for the people what this is and what this isn't. And I think that's really important pastorally as you as you do this to say we're praying for the parents and dedicating the parents and this child. Um, and what we mean by that, Josh, is very similar to what you just said. So we're we're presenting the parents to the church, and the parents are are dedicating themselves to raise their children in a godly way. And we're also uh, praying for these children, you know, that uh, Lord willing, they will come to faith in in Jesus and so forth. That that's what this is. What it isn't, we're not signaling anything about this child's soteriological standing before God. We're not saying that this. Um, includes them as part of God's covenant people or anything of that nature. We're just saying we're we're praying for a couple of parents who want to commit to do the very best job that they can raising their children in the nurture of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're not saying anything about that child's status before God other than that we're going to pray for that child to come to know Jesus mm-hmm. and pray for their parents as they're trying to do their very best to raise them in a godly way. Very cool. Sam, do you see any um, potential pitfalls when it comes to these sort of things? Now, from a theological standpoint, uh, not really. I'm with Andrew. Just be clear about whatever background you have as a church. You need to be. You always need to be clear about your theology. Sure. And everything that you do in a worship service is a is an opportunity to explain to your people what the doctrines, the, what the important doctrines of the church are. Mm-hmm. So, child dedication, parent dedication, family dedication, you know, whatever title you want to put on it. Yeah, just be very clear about what it is because you're always going to have guests. You're always going to have new people. Hopefully you have unchurched people that are there, and it's your opportunity to give that explanation of, hey, here's what's important to our church. Here is what we believe, and here is why we are doing this. Hmm. Um, I guess if I was to say anything that's sort of scary for me or something that I think to, is I really and, – and this you can probably find a million reasons why I'm hypocritical in this, but – I don't like them typically, and I didn't like them for a long time. In fact, none of my three children were dedicated, and we we didn't go through the dedication. So I don't know if that's going to make it. <gasps> yeah. So they're definitely not Baptist. They may not get in heaven because of that. But the um, the problem that I saw was a lot of churches, uh, particularly the pastors, make it almost into a church growth. Like if you get a lot of babies, their families will be there, their grandparents will be there. It trumps up numbers and um so they kind of scheduled those things out i really don't know why that rubbed me so wrong probably when i was a younger millennial pastor it rubbed me wrong um i'm not we do it here like i said but um especially when my kids were younger and when they first came we didn't do that because i just really didn't want to be accused of making any portion of the service about me or my children and so i really strayed away from that so i'm not saying that that's what anybody else is doing as long as they're not doing that. I do know some people that they cannot wait for a baby dedication, and it has nothing to do with committing to raising their children right. It has everything to do about them on stage, look at my baby, here's my family, we've got two rows of family here, and that sort of thing. So, I don't know. Push oh, yeah, those there. are yeah, those are 
if you're the pastor using it as a tactic for church growth, I mean, I guess it's great that people are there if you preach the gospel, but that's not the purpose. Mm-hmm. So I would I would say that's not your primary purpose. And to the person who just wants to be on stage, well, I mean, that's always a shame, I guess. But, yeah. but maybe if their baby is cute, then maybe that's a redeeming but let's part be of honest. them being on stage. It ain't. It's just a normal looking. <laughs> we're, we're just be real. It's a normal looking baby. That baby's just normal. So. Josh, I think I think one of the there to me several values of doing a family dedication or a baby dedication. One is because what you see in a, in our culture, I think more broadly, is that we have a a culture that does not value children hmm. uh, from the womb. But I would say even beyond the womb. And so this gives us an opportunity visually to say kids matter to God, that children are a gift from the Lord, and we can actually visually demonstrate this. So I agree with you. You're concerned that this is uh, for a tactic for church attendance or something like that. I don't think that's a good idea. On the other hand, I do think it's an opportunity to have something visual in front of the people, tangible, uh, that communicates that we love children here and that God values children and that we value families. And uh, it's been a beautiful thing you know, in churches that I've served to see uh, families that were very broken, who have been discipled and now they're in front of everyone and they're they're committing to raise their children in a godly way and it's a, it's an incredible thing for the church to experience and to come alongside of these families who maybe come out of brokenness maybe they're blended families or what have you but to see this visual picture of uh, you know a home that wants to honor Christ I think is is in- incredibly beneficial and I think beyond that for for us it's been a great discipleship opportunity before anyone can baby uh, dedicate their their children. We uh, have them attend a class where we teach them, here's, here's what you need to be doing over the next two, three, four years in your home in terms of family worship and so forth. We put a Jesus Storybook Bible in the hands of every family. We talk with them about how to do family devotions. We give them some expectations that they should have for the next stage of their children's life. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a really good equipping opportunity as well. Beyond the public you know ceremony that you have in the service, I think the equipping thing that you do on the side is is just as valuable and maybe even more valuable. I really like that. I do think that you're right that in general, our society and our culture devalues children. They're they're an inconvenience. They're they're not something that is a blessing to the church. And we as pastors know that. Like if you're serving in a church, and particularly some of our established pastor uh, listeners, maybe they, they would kill to have children running around the service and, and and they long for that next generation children are a blessing and they show life and they show future of the church and so if there is a chance to celebrate um, the gift of children then i think that that outweighs some of my fears and then i love the equipping idea that's really let's talk a little bit more about that sam i'd love for you to kind of chime in on that let's say that we have a listener a pastor who's thinking, you know, I've never really thought through this, but maybe I could use this little thing that's sort of annoyance right now, but maybe we can twist it a little bit and and use it for the mission of the church. What would you say, let's kind of come up with, I don't know, two or three things to help people establish a equipping baby or family dedication in their church. Sam, you start. Well, I mean, I, I think a class is a good idea, just like Andrew mentioned. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't understand, like, uh, how you do it, Andrew, so I'd like to know a little more about like the structure of the class but um i think a class would be a good idea i mean you know walking with people maybe through a book or something like that um and actually in, in hearing andrew i you know this is not it's not something we do it's not it's not part of our process so maybe maybe it needs to be 
Um, we have actually what we do use are, are, are markers, you know, baptism, things like that, where we do have classes around them. But the child parent dedication, we don't. So I'm probably not the best one to answer. We we just we just want we just want to put the pretty babies up on stage. <laughs> You're just increasing attendance, and then you ask their grandparents for money. Is that what you do? That's what we well, do. yeah. I mean, yes, it's exactly what we do, Josh. Um, just, we uh, only pastors we, are listening to this, so you can tell yeah, we, them the truth. Actually, I, you know, I've got a few church members that listen because uh, they come up to me on because this usually hits on mm-hmm. Tuesdays. So they come up to me on Wednesdays and they say, "Hey, on your podcast," and I'm like, "Uh oh, um, what did I say? I've, I've already <laughs> forgotten." That's hilarious. <laughs> I I love what you said, Andrew, about the Jesus Storybook Bible. We always make sure that we put a little tiny. Uh, Holman Christian Standard Bible in the hands of these children because that's just how you decide. No, 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 Josh. The no. new Christian well, Standard Bible. Holman, well, no, it's Christian Standard. Bible. I know, C-S-B. I know, but in my defense, they don't have the little baby ones yet. So we did the baby ones, Holman Christian Standard. Now we're just giving them full size CSB study Bibles to these infants as they're dedicated. You know, so. Um, but either way, they're going to be good. We like it, it weighs as much as they do, right? Some of them, yeah, for sure. Yeah, those those study Bibles can be heavy. Andrew, talk us through your class. How do y'all do that? It may it may be helpful just to know that for us, family de- dedication is part of a bigger picture of of discipleship. Uh, so we use we call them milestones, but these are major marker events as children uh, age. So birth is one of those um, as they're. In that infancy period, we do kind of the first major marker would be family dedication. Um, there's another rite of passage marker, you know, 11, 12, 13, right in there. Um, that's an opportunity to do some discipleship. High school graduation is another big milestone or marker in their life. And so what we do is we schedule things throughout the year that use those as opportunities to disciple parents for that particular stage in their child's uh, life. So, so think about it as a as a road or a, you know a a journey that you're starting with your children and baby dedication, family dedication is the first step in in that road or, or towards that journey. Um, so for us, we use this as an opportunity. If we're going to do a lot of times, we'll use like Mother's Day to do the family dedication service. Sometime prior to Mother's Day, we'll have a Sunday morning, usually during the Sunday school hour, where we'll do a meal uh, for the parents. And we do about a one-hour uh, training. And, and basically what we're doing in that training is casting a vision for the next 18 years of their child's life and what it looks like for them as parents to take the primary disciple-making responsibility in the home. And so so we, we're trying to inspire them, trying to motivate them to say, hey, get a hold of a picture of what God could do in your home if you took on the responsibility of being the primary disciple-makers, that you're not – pushing off the discipleship of your children to the youth pastor or to the church staff, but you're taking ownership and responsibility for that. And this is what that could look like. And so we're trying to kind of paint a picture for them of what faith at home could look like. And then we're giving them a few practical steps uh, for the next two or three or four years, you know, before their kids get into elementary school of how they can begin to do this at home. And so we encourage, we give them a Jesus Storybook Bible. We do give them uh, uh, another book called uh, Faith at Home by Mark Holman. Um, and th- these are just some practical ideas about how to do uh, family devotionals, how to take ordinary moments, you know, we call them God moments, um, where you're out, you know, you're out at night with your kids and you see the stars and you use it as an opportunity to talk about the fact that God is really big. 
you know, or you're petting your your pet dog and you you take us an opportunity to say, hey, we love this dog. We love Pepper in my home. God loves us, you know, and God loves Pepper and God created Pepper and God created you. You're using just small, simple things, uh, God moments to begin to teach your children about the Lord. Wow. So part of the training is just teaching parents like this is really easy. It's simple. It's not, you know, it's not really complicated. You don't have to have a seminary degree to do this. You can take normal everyday stuff and begin to point your children to Christ. And, you know, here's what a family devotional could look like. And so we, we're, we're basically just trying to resource them as much as possible for the next two to three years of what they need to be doing, practically speaking, week by week in their home to raise their kids. Well, I really like that. You know, uh, Andrew and I have been friends for a long time. We've never really talked about this sort of uh, children or parent discipleship strategy. And um, what was it? A few episodes ago, I guess it was the January 24th episode, Charity, our children's minister, was on the show. She and I have been talking through a very similar approach, milestones or something like that. We were going to add a few different stones, and ours goes from birth through um, like elementary age when you dump them off to the youth ministry. So that sort of exchange. And, Speaking uh, of, of dumping, you should like put potty training in there somewhere too. That's a major. <laughs> that major would be mosque. brilliant. Yeah, our <laughs> attendance sure, in that class would increase if I'm we sure advertise that we were going to teach people that. how to do that. because yeah. my eighteen-month-old man, it's time. I mean, is it, it? it is it is time to yeah. learn how to potty. That's hilarious. So, well, we've got we've got uh, your first big big kid Bible. So at um, when they learn to read, so we hand them a Bible at that point. We do give them a little memorial Bible when um, at the family dedication. Uh, big kid Bible. Then there's a scripture memory um, stepping stone that they take um, that'll be a little older. And then there is a service project ste- uh, stepping stone a little later. So kind of, I mean, if you're a little bit familiar with Boy Scouts or something along that, sort of these are the badges. These are the marks that kind of instill yep. these things. So I think that's a great philosophy. I think it's something that a lot of people could incorporate into their church and into their family dedication. Is there any resources that you guys, you mentioned one a minute ago. Would you say that again, Andrew? What was the name of that book and who wrote it? Uh, I think the title of it's called Faith at Home by Mark Holman. Okay. Um, There's another uh, book that that is really, really good that I would recommend written by Jonathan Williams. If you're familiar with Rodney Wu, who wrote The Color of Church a number of years ago, he pastors one of the great multiracial churches in the country. Uh, Rodney... uh, uh, Wu pastored that. He He's now in Singapore, but the guy who followed him at Willcrest Baptist Church in Houston is Jonathan Williams. He's written a book called Gospel-Centered Families, mm. and it's really good. Uh, just mm. quality, quality stuff. It has great ideas for how to do this in your home and in your church. The one that we like to recommend a lot is Big Truths for Young Hearts by Bruce Ware. It's maybe for a little bit bigger kids who are asking questions, but that's a great resource for parents to have when their kids are asking sort of, well, how how did God create, or how do we know yeah. these things? And so that's always a good one. Big truths for young hearts. Do you have any other resources that could we could pass along, Sam? Uh, I use the Jesus Storybook Bible as a gift. I know we've already mentioned that, but, I, but it, it's, it, we use it with our children. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it's 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 the pictures in it, the illustrations, the storyline. I mean, it's just it's just a beautiful book. It really is. And if you're not familiar with the Jesus Storybook Bible, that's just a uh, just a foundational thing. Your parents are going to love that. They're going to love sort of the the way for us, I think, since Jackie and I both have Bible degrees, when we probably one of the more intimidating things to us is talking to our kids about theology because we know the bigger answer and we're trying to not dumb that down but put that into it. And I think 
the same sort of frustration happens for our parents in our churches, but they maybe don't even know that big answer. And I love what the Jesus Storybook Bible does because it bridges all of that and helps you kind of. Josh, you're you're telling me your kids don't know the eschatological implications of superlapsarianism yet? I mean, my kids do, but I'm talking about the kids in the church. I'm talking about the kids in the church. Of course, my kids do. Okay. I've got a funny story about my eight-year-old being really mad. He hasn't gotten a calfskin CSP. <laughs> and it's a true story. This kid is so mad about it. And um, so, anyways. Oh, that's funny. Totally so, all right, we're missing something. We're missing what? something. What's that? How do you perform the child dedication? Mm. So, so, I mean, I think, I think you know, everyone kind of does it differently. So. Yeah. So quickly, you. So I think we could do about a minute answer on this. You start with us, Sam. How does yours look like? All right. So we don't do them all at once. We do them separately, um, and and the reason that we do that is we want to surround the family. So we kind of lay on of hands. So the the way that it works is um, typically at the beginning of the service, but it, it may be at, at the end. But typically at the beginning, we kind of start our service this way. Um, I call the family up. I I have uh, actually have our children's minister, Jenny, introduce everybody. And um, then I come up there, I, um, I you know, par- parade the child around because everyone wants to see the cute, cute kid. Um, but then what we do is I've, I've written a letter to the child. So um, that's in a sealed envelope. And, and I tell the parents, I said, this is a letter to your child. And it needs to be opened the day that he or she accepts Christ. And so that's my introduction into Okay, the the, theolo- the theology of all of this is that we want our homes to be Christ-centered, gospel-centered homes. And so that letter is basically, it's written on the day of the dedication, and it basically says, hey, the whole point of what we did on your baby dedication day was to hope and pray that one day you would accept Jesus, and, you know, congratulations, you, you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior now. Mm-hmm. So that letter is kind of the way that I talk about the, the theology, the importance of what we're doing. I think that's um, and, and then what I do is I invite the rest. We have a gift. We have the Jesus Storybook Bible. We, rec- we make the recommendation to parents. You should be reading this. And then, um, and then what I do is I invite the, the church to come forward and just lay on of hands. And so we surround the family. We pray that the Holy Spirit would begin working a regenerative work right there, you know, in the child. Most children that you're going to dedicate too young, obviously, to accept Christ. But um, we pray that the Holy Spirit begin to work, and we just have everyone come up and, and lay on of hands. Um, so that's, and then everyone goes back to their seat, and it's been a great day because you know you had a baby dedication, and lots of people were there, and it's a good church growth tactic. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew, how about you? Sam, I love that idea about the letter. I never thought about that. Um, that may be something I start doing. Uh, ours is pretty similar. We usually at the start of the service, that way we can get the babies, you know, back to the nursery before uh, the music and preaching and stuff like that, because they tend to not like uh, the length of my sermons. But we'll, at the start of the service, we'll bring them in, bring it, kind of line them up in the front. And it's a great moment. You know, people love seeing the babies, especially the senior adults. Senior adults, I think, love family dedication Sunday more than probably anybody. It's just refreshing for them, I think, to see, yeah. hey, the, the church is not dying. You know, there's another generation coming up. We'll line them up and I'll usually go down the line and just introduce the baby and their parents to everybody. And then we have a a, kind of a scripted thing, but um, I'll ask a list of questions to the parents. Like, do you commit to, you know, uh, 
point your kids to Jesus and share the gospel with them? Do you commit to, you know, encouraging your kids to do family devotions? Whatever those questions are, there's probably nine or ten of them, and they, they're affirming that. As I ask the question, they affirm it. And then I ask a few questions of the church. Will you promise to come alongside of these families and encourage them and help them as they raise their children, you know, and the church will respond. And then there's just a time of prayer over that. We don't have people come forward and lay hands on. I like that idea as well, but but I just usually lead a prayer over those families, and that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, we're, ours isn't a whole lot different. We do ours at the end of the service, and so now they'll just they know when we start praying and stuff like that to go get your child and bring them down. So we've got that all scheduled out, but it's very similar. We have them have a little Bible. I always like to give that little Bible. I know we joke a lot about my obsession with the Holman Christian Standard or now the CSB, uh, but in the church laughs at that because they know that I'm a big fan of the best English translation available, also known as the CSB. But I use that to hand them a Bible. But and they're not, not even a sponsor. They're not even a sponsor. They're not a sponsor. They should sponsor Yet. us. I should stop and so they will sponsor us. But what I'm saying is that this book, this what I'm giving them is more than just a gift. It is the foundation by which you're going to raise this child. This is this book is what you need to root your child in. So we do that, and then uh, they kind of stand by me, and I put my arm around them, and we pray together. And we do it during the response time because we're teaching. We kind of tie it together that this is a response to the call that God has laid on your heart to lead out. So, Andrew... Thank you so much for being on the show today. It was a pleasure having you. How can people connect with you more, maybe Twitter or social media, if they would like to? If you want to follow me on my riveting Twitter account, um, <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, my, it's, it's, if you can spell my last name correctly, you can find me. That's the trick. It's Andrew Abair 86 So my last name is H-E-B-E-R-T. It looks like Hebert. It's very confusing. That's right. But uh, he, so. he has a fascinating Twitter. I follow it myself. Wake up every morning looking to see what it is. That I know that you can't tweet. wait to see what I've tweeted. I can't. Yeah. It's very good pithy bible verses um so i'm always excited about that uh sam you need we need to we need to cut this off so you can go get a haircut but how can people follow you on twitter or wherever you just sam sam rayner at my handle sam rayner at sam rayner on everything on everything samrayner.com please go to my blog i could use the blog heads yeah so follow him and as always i'm at joe wiki but we would really prefer you to follow est church so Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next week, and we hope that you have a great week. We hope your offering is as good as Sam's was this last week.